0: So we can all be pretty forgetful. Sometimes we forget small and insignificant things that don't really matter. But sometimes we forget things that really do matter. And then certain people in our lives make sure we never forget it. Ah. <laughs> uh. You, you know this is true if you've ever forgotten a birthday or an anniversary. Guys, huh? Okay. It happens. It's not good. We know it happens. So, as your pastor, I'm going to confess a little bit today. Uh, confess that I forgot something important, and it didn't sit so well with Karen. So we were, <laughs> we were playing a uh, fun kind of marriage quiz game with some friends uh, a while back. And one of the questions was, when did you first say, I love you? And the whole point here is that, so I was supposed to write down my answer. When was the first time I said, I, I, I love you? And put it face down. And then we would to go around and all the ladies, all the wives were then to, to verbalize their answer. And obviously the hope is that we each get the same answer. Right? And then to uh, win the round. So I wrote down that I said I love you first on our wedding day. And she, that's what I, that's what I remember... And she said that it was on our engagement. Well, uh, make a long story short, she, she was right, and I was wrong. And that's pretty much been our marriage. You know, she was right, I'm wrong. And I'm just, we get used to that, and things are okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, ouch, I forgot And we lost the points because of me, because of this guy. And that night, David and Jennifer Wee-wee won the marriage game. So yes, out of the four couples there, they were recognized as having the best marriage. Give it up for David and Jennifer) So they, they beat us all in the, in the marriage department. So we are talking today about remembering certain things, you know, especially the things that we are supposed to remember. Maybe, maybe not those, those smaller things, but maybe the, you know, those larger, more important things. Yet forgetfulness gets in the way of remembering. I did some reading that said... It is normal to forget things here and there as we get older, and that it's not necessarily a sign of dementia or, or Alzheimer's. A lot of times, people get very concerned about that. Obviously, if we are concerned, we should, we should see our doctor, not wait. We should see our doctor and, and, and uh, get that checked out. But it, it, a lot of us, you know, as we get older, forgetting here and there is pretty normal. I'm glad to hear that, because at 39, yes, I forget things. Uh, Kind of often. And so Karen kind of wonders about me. Uh oh, this is pretty early onset here. This guy, uh oh, take care of him. So, but also what can happen is if in our lives we get very stressed and anxious, or in the times we are experiencing heavy emotions or grief, then our thinking is not as clear and we will naturally be more forgetful. So that happens to all of us in our grief, in our emotions, in our stress or anxiety. We will all be a little more forgetful. So we all deal with forgetfulness, and it was no different for the people of the Bible. They were human just like us. They often forgot things and even had a hard time than even believing things when it was right in front of them. Like when Jesus told them that he would die and then he would rise again. And after his death upon the cross, so many of his disciples forgot, they forgot what he had said. And even when they saw Jesus in his resurrection body, even when they saw him, They even had a hard time believing that it was really him. You see, when Jesus died, the disciples were crushed. They believed in him as the Son of God, as the Messiah that was prophesied to come to save and to bless Israel. And so when he died, they, all their dreams were crushed. How could this happen? So like we said before, here they are in grief and in anguish. And their thinking was unclear, and they forgot what Jesus had said, that he would rise again. They needed to remember, but they forgot. You see, in the Bible, the New Testament authors did not whitewash the stories to make themselves look better. You know, they wrote these things down how about how they forgot, how they struggled with faith. They wrote these things down, and I want to tell you, church, this is just one of the many reasons why I trust the Bible. Because they didn't whitewash those, those things, those failures, those weaknesses that people had back then, just like they have today, and said, We are weak. But Jesus is strong, and he will help all of us. That's one of the reasons I trust the Bible. They just tell it like it happened, even in their forgetfulness, even in their human weakness. And I want us to go now to Luke chapter 24. This is kind of our first scripture as we think about this today, about forgetfulness, but also then remembering what it is we should remember and so here, as we begin in verse 5, here are the angels. This is Easter morning, the very first Easter, very first resurrection day. The angels appeared to the women. So by the way, it was the women that first went to the tomb. Okay? The first evangelists, Easter morning, were women, not men. Okay? Booyah. Right? So the women are like, yeah, the women who announced... Jesus is alive. He is risen. And a lot of the men had a hard time believing it. You know, I've had some thoughts a little bit of maybe next Easter, on sunrise, having one of the women of our church come in and say, he has risen. He is risen indeed. Because it was a woman, not a man. I want to say that. On that first Easter who declared that he is risen. Okay. So, back to the scripture now. The angel said to the women, "Women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. They needed to be reminded of the truth. They needed to be reminded of what Jesus had said. Then they remembered. So I want us to do a quick Bible study now showing the various times that Jesus predicted his death and then his resurrection to his disciples. We're going to go back here in the Gospel of Luke and see these times that he told them. Let's go to the next slide here for a moment here. So if want to hold that there for a moment and to say... The angels said, remember how he told you. And then later on in Luke chapter 24, Jesus said, this is what I told you. So we hear from the angels and we hear from Jesus. Kind of saying, remember, remember what he told you. Remember. So let's go to the first time that that Jesus said something about First time, Luke 9, verse 22. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then the second time, Luke 9, verse 44. Listen carefully to what I am about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. And here, speaking about, namely, his death. Speaking about his mission of dying for the sins of the entire world. Yours, mine, all people who have ever lived or will live. He died for all the sins of the world, past, present, future, there. That was the mission, so that we wouldn't have to die in our sins, so we wouldn't have to go to hell. He said, I'll experience hell for you on the cross. I will do everything necessary for you to pay the penalty, to say it is finished. I took care of it. Now trust in me, and heaven will be your home. Amen. That's good news. So he talks about his mission. I'm gonna be handed over, but it's, it was a part of the mission. Now, the third time, Luke 18 verses 31 through 33. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, "We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled." There it gets, The mission, prophesied even in the Old Testament. It's gonna happen. He says. He will be delivered, speaking of himself, over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, and they will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. It is when they were reminded That the disciples remembered. We all need to be reminded. So that we can remember what is true. So that we can have hope. And now we come to the central point of today's message. That we can apply to our lives as well. We need to be reminded of the truth. Then we will... Remember the truth then we can say it with me church live the truth that's what I see in the scriptures and that's what I see for all of us we need to be reminded of the truth then we will remember the truth then we can live the truth so there are times that I feel like I preach the same thing every week But then I realize that part of God's plan for me and for you is not necessarily to give what is new, but to give you what is true. I often think that way, I'm like, wow, Lord, I feel like sometimes I preach the same message about you, Jesus, how good you are, how awesome you are. And he's like, yeah, and keep it up. Keep preaching that message. Because the people need to hear it. The people need to be reminded because we all forget so often. And so that, that helped me out a little bit. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it's okay. Sometimes the messages might seem very similar. The Lord's like, that's what, that's what my people need. They need to be reminded so they remember what this is all about. Their relationship with God, relationship with Jesus. It's the relationship above all relationships. It's what it's all about. Also, I remember uh, my pastor in college, David Holt, would often say, Don't doubt in the darkness what God has revealed in the light. And to connect that in with our message today, I think we could say it this way Don't forget in the darkness what God has revealed in the light. It is in our times of deepest darkness that we need to remember the truth the most. It's in those times of darkness and trouble that we need to remember that our God is the light of the world and he's with us. To remember the truth about who God is and about who we are and then live from that reality. I believe that the Bible is the only book in the world that tells us the absolute truth about who God is and who we are. And it's a message that gives us hope. So as we start to round out this message... I want to talk about what we need to remember, and then we're going to go to what we need to forget. It's, okay. There's two sides to this as we close this message out. So just, let's, let's stick together for just a, a few more minutes, and then we'll get right to it. So we need to remember that each of us have an inherent worth because we were made in God's image. Each one of you totally unique, made in God's image. Everyone else in the world, doesn't matter what color of the skin, their background, doesn't matter any of those things, they are made in God's image. They have inherent worth. They do, and we do. We need to remember that. Even though sometimes we feel like garbage, we're not garbage. God is the master artist, the master builder made us in his image. We need to remember that Jesus paid the highest cost to completely forgive all our sins. When often you think, I don't know if I can be forgiven for that. You need to remember, yes, you can. Yes, you can be forgiven. He's forgiven it all. You need to remember that our identity is not not found in what others say about us, but what in God says about us. Often we get our identity of what others are saying about us. That's, you just can't do that. Can't do that. It's what God says, and that's it. Also, we need to remember that God is bigger. So much bigger than any of our problems. With God, we will make it through. With God, all things are possible. And lastly, what helps us to remember to remember God and His truth is coming to church Sunday school, having fellowship with other believers, Bible reading, praying, journaling, and whatever else you can do to just spend time with God. Whatever helps you through music, through taking a walk in nature, whatever you can do to connect with God is going to help you remember what is true. Let's go now to what we need to forget now. We need to forget what other people say to us or about us that is meant to tear us down. Some people just do that. They just want to tear others down. You don't need to be torn down. Because you know what God says. You know you're made in his image. You know you can be strong in him. So you need to forget those things. You need to forget those parts of your past that are robbing you of joy in the present. You need to forget those past sins that you've already been forgiven of. You need to forget the trivial things in life that distract us from our true purpose, which is to love God and to love others. Sometimes we let all those little things that don't matter get us all stirred up, get us so distracted from what really matters. Loving God and loving others. This is powerful right here. We struggle with forgetting what we should remember and remembering what we should Forget. It's true right here. This might be worth the whole sermon. We struggle with forgetting what we should remember and remembering what we should forget. In other words, we need to remember and hold on to what is right and what is good and what builds us up and others around us. And we need to forget And let go of everything that is wrong and that is holding us back and keeping us down. As well as the other people around us. Jesus will help us. He is God, but he also became a man so he could be in touch with what we go through. Offering compassion and strength for where we need to go and who we need to become. He is with you today. He will always be with you, giving the guidance to help you forget the things you need to forget and to help you remember the things you need to remember. He has risen. He is alive. He is good. He loves you, and he leads you. To that we say, amen.